Okay, here we go again. Uh, are you all ready for another uh, scintillating Midnight Skeptic program? Are you holding hands with your loved ones? Are you petting your cats? Are you sipping your red wine and or coffee? Well, here we go. You are listening to KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Alrighty then, uh, this is uh, Midnight Skeptic show number 46, and uh, I'm recording this on the 8th of December, one day after uh, Bomb Day in Pearl Harbor. Um, yeah, this is Wednesday, and uh, this will be broadcast on, as usual, this coming Sunday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on uh, uh, KPCA 103.3 FM locally here in Sonoma County and uh, worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And then uh, as soon as I can, I'm going to put this up on YouTube so you can enjoy it, and I use that word very loosely, uh, on on uh, on the internet, uh, YouTube, and uh, internationally. I have a few listeners and watchers overseas. Okay, uh, as I've said many times before, the views of the Midnight Skeptic Although not the views, not necessarily the views, of uh, Petaluma Community Access, uh, they damn well should be the views of uh, Petaluma Community Access. Uh, and in addition, to all of my listeners out there, everybody should <laughs> have the same opinions that I do and think like I do, scientifically, rationally. Um, in any other ways that make sense, okay? But uh, I understand that some of you may not think as well as I do. So, in that vein, if you have any suggestions for how I might be able to improve this show, not that it needs improving, okay, ideas, suggestions, hate mail, Death threats, send them all to the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. All one word, all lowercase. I will get it and deal with all these suggestions, some of which I will incorporate into my show. And if you have any topics out there that you would like me to research and talk about, um, about anything, really, although this show, The Midnight Skeptic, has uh, in the past concentrated on uh, uh, topics that are of interest to the skeptics community out there, uh, which I am still a part of. Things like, uh, oh, ghosts and psychics and crop circles and uh, Bigfoot and... Uh, cryptids of various sorts, um, uh, faith healing, um, complementary and alternative medicines, fake medicines, um, um, spiritual type things, uh, anti-religious things, you know, okay. Uh, so, with that out of the way, uh, shout-outs. Okay, I have a number of uh, international listeners and watchers out there. Uh, 
uh, a couple in Australia, New Zealand, uh, the UK, Ireland, Germany, and um, one down in Mexico that I will give a specific shout out to. Okay, uh, after those guys, uh, the East Coasters, uh, Gerilyn Goldfinger out on Long Island, and then Dave Rubin down in North Carolina, and uh, down in Florida, uh, Nelson and Alice Lydell over in Sarasota, and Amelia Beamer over in Edgewater, Florida. Um, she, I guess, listens in, you know, at least once, maybe every now and then. Who knows? Um, okay, uh, in Arkansas, Shannon Reed, she listens in every now and then. And locally, Stan and Kathy Gustafson down in Pacifica, uh, Rich and Kathy Berger in uh, Sebastopol. And uh, Sacramento, uh, Dave and Rosie Takach. And uh, Mickey Huff, okay, I've got something to say about him, uh, other than the fact that he has his own show here on KPCALP, 103.3 FM. Um, it, it's about uh, Project Censored, and then his show is repeated again on Fridays uh, over in Berkeley, KPFA 94.1. Uh, oh, uh, his show is uh, 1 o'clock on Wednesdays, so... Uh, his show's probably over by now, but uh, you ought to check it out. Okay, and uh, he has a book coming out. Uh, he, it's a co-authored with somebody whose name I did not write down, but uh, projectcensored.org is um, where you can pre-order this book, and uh, uh capital P project hyphen now that his website has a hyphen in it hyphen censored with a capital C uh, dot org okay and the state of the free press 2022 uh, the news that didn't make the news is the subtitle of it and why and why it didn't make the news uh, you ought to check this book out. They come out, uh, well, Project Censored comes out with a new, with a new book uh, every year. And uh, they, they've been doing this for, I don't know, at least 20 years. It was before Mickey Huff uh, took over being the godfather of uh, Project Censored. But anyway, um, where, where was I? Okay, the Sonora people, Bob and Sandy Fisher. Um, Brad and Martha, Martha, take care of yourself. Please take care of yourself. I want to come up and see you guys on the 18th, and I want you to be healthy. Um, and then uh, Daryl Larson, Judy May, Leonidas Maciel, and then, uh, as I said, down in Mexico City, Rosie Lopez Negrete. Um, and she tunes in every now and then. She did live in Sonora for a while. That's where I met her, and um, I think it was just the eighth grade it was the one year that uh, we spent together in school and um, down in Arizona my brother Brandon and his wife Mina and uh, Andrea who was a nurse near Santan Valley uh, I, I forget the name of the hospital but please Andrea take care of yourself and uh, a shout out to her husband Tim um, a retired Marine he spent his 20 years in there booyah and uh, locally, uh, Tom and Nancy Throw and uh, Nariman. Uh, it's been too long. We're going to have to get together for another glass of wine at the wine bar in the theater square here in Petaluma. Okay, real quick, uh, a shout out to carbonfund.org, capital C A R B O N F U N D dot org. Uh, they are a tree planting charity and uh, to offset carbon uh, footprints of various businesses. Uh, they, uh, they're they a small organization, but they do the work. And uh, if you have a few bucks lying around, uh, please contribute to them. They're a nice organization. Okay, um, enough of all that. Okay, I've said on many 
programs, my sincere belief, and this is my opinion, but I think that I can back it up, um, that throughout human history, ever since we became um, homo sapiens that settled down into communities and religion of some sort started back then. Now, I'm talking maybe 10,000 years ago, uh, 8,000 before the current era. Um, when religion started, ever since then, it's been downhill for human uh, I don't want to say spiritual evolution because I don't believe in a separate spirit from the human body, but for mankind in general, it's religion has not been a uh, beneficent thing for mankind or womankind for that matter. In fact, I think all religions with the possible exception of the Wiccan religion, which I don't know much about, uh, have been detrimental to women in particular. Okay, with that, atheists, such as myself, can face the death penalty for apostasy, A-P-O-S-T-A-C-Y. That means rejecting religion in general or rejecting a specific religion uh, in the following country. Afghanistan, of course, with the Taliban in control. Okay. Iran, Malaysia, the Maldives, Mauritania, Nigeria, Qatar. You know, I'm not exactly 100% sure how that country's name is pronounced. Uh, Q-A-T-A-R. I've heard all the way from gutter to Qatar. I, I don't know, but you know what I mean. And Saudi Arabia, Somalia, the United Arab Emirates, and Yemen. And I should, they didn't list Bangladesh uh, in this list from the article that I read, but they should be on there. And of course, Pakistan. Um, Ooh. Malala Yousafzai, who is now about eh, 23 or 24, and she just got married, so congratulations, Malala. Uh, she got shot for just on her own school bus as a, uh, I think she was 13 at the time, just for attempting to get an education, and this was in Pakistan. So, mm, okay. Uh, one other thing, uh, this is sort of an anti-religion thing, the Hindu religion. Well, what's wrong with that? The Hindu religion is uh, promoting the caste system, has always promoted it, lived by it, uh, conducted their social uh, things by it, and... The caste system, uh, the lowest rung of the caste ladder in India and uh, in areas where Indians have migrated to, uh, are, are called the Dalits, D-A-L-I-T-S. They used to be called the untouchables, and they were relocated to all the crappy jobs that needed to be done, sewage workers and manual laborers and all that stuff. And uh, it used to be in India that uh, uh, no respectable girl from any other caste would be caught dead dating, let alone marrying, a Dalit. Now, that, to a certain extent, has migrated to the United States here. And there are a lot of complaints to uh, the authorities and I'm not sure if we have an authority that governs that sort of thing here in this country, but uh, there's a, a rather large Dalit community here in the United States, and they are discriminated against by other Indians of higher castes. And uh, that was uh, 
the quote-unquote benefit of the Hindu religion. They are no better than anybody else. And I guess no worse than anybody else, you could say. Anyway, uh, enough of that. The Justice Department has just sued Texas over racist new redistricting voting maps. Mm, in other words, gerrymandering. The Justice Department um, alleges that Texas Republicans discriminated against uh, Latinos and other minorities when they approved this new voting map, which uh, tends to erase the voting power of the state's booming minority populations. Well, I wish the Justice Department luck with that, and of course Republicans do that. So, And they're uh, defending themselves. I don't know how they would defend themselves, but they're attempting to. Okay. Um, 30 years ago, this week, this, this week that we're in, was the uh, final collapse of the dreaded Soviet Union um, that, that happened in uh, uh, 1991. Okay. The, uh, the Baltic Soviet Republicans, uh, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, they broke away about a year or year and a half before that. And then this final... Uh, breakup of the Soviet Union that was sort of presided over for uh, Gorbachev uh, loosened Ukraine, Moldova, uh, Belarus, and the and the stands, Tajikistan, and all of those from being formally associated with uh, the Soviet Republic of Russia, which is was the majority or is the majority area and population of that whole area over there. Anyway, uh, 30 years ago. What were you doing 30 years ago, people? Um, okay. Notes, notes, notes. I, I should really start writing my notes bigger just so I can read them. So I won't have to use this thing, the... Uh, uh, YouTube people can see me holding up a magnifying glass here. Okay. Uh, Right-wing evangelical Eric Metaxas. Uh, his, oh God, he's an evangelical. I, I'm not sure whether he was a uh, politician or a evangelical preacher or something. But anyway, uh, he's right-wing. Um and his take on the Squanto story. Remember why we allegedly celebrate Thanksgiving here? Because of the pilgrims, and they uh, had a hard time establishing themselves uh, around Plymouth Colony. And uh, they were aided by this Indian that they befriended named Squanto. And the Squanto story is that uh, five or six years before he made it back to his homeland, he was kidnapped by some English traders, T-R-A-I-D-E-R-S. That, that's how they describe these Englishmen. But, but they kidnapped him and took him back to England. And he lived in England for the intervening years uh, and learned to speak English and uh, made his way in English society. That might be an interesting story to relate at some point, but anyway, he did learn to speak English and s somehow he got on a boat that was heading back to um, Massachusetts where he landed along with some other Englishmen at the Plymouth Colony. And when he got there, 
Now, to his horror, the um, Pac, Pactuxet uh, tribe, which was his previous tribe before he got kidnapped, uh, they were all wiped out, mainly by smallpox. Um, and so he was with the uh, Puritans, the uh, Plymouth Colony, Plymouth Rock and all that, uh, and he showed them how to uh, plant crops that would successfully grow in that climate and soil types. And uh, they had enough food the next year so that they uh, invited some other Indians, uh, none Patuxent, because they were all dead. Um, so they celebrated with a, a feast. You know, there was deers and quails and fish and uh, clams, oysters and things. So that's what we're celebrating when we celebrate Thanksgiving, okay? And uh, this is... Uh, uh, this is part of the uh, myth of our nation's founding that uh, uh, very religious, kindly pilgrims and their Indian friends all came together joyously, uh, dancing and singing and blah, blah, blah. It was a little more... Mm, nefarious than that so but you'd never know that listening to uh, Republicans and their attempts at book banning that uh, doesn't uh, hew to that uh, narrative okay um, let's see where do I go my notes uh, this is the last page of the notebook here so I had to kind of jumble around my notes um, uh, speaking of myths and the uh, CRT panic update panic amongst Republicans uh, New uh, New Hampshire bill uh, sponsored by Republican Erica Lawton, Layton, L-A-Y-T-O-N. My handwriting strikes again. It's uh, House Bill 1255. And it's been nicknamed the Teacher Loyalty Bill. Oh, McCarthyism is alive and well in Republican circles. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, it would restrict how US his, uh, how US history especially racism is discussed in schools it seeks to ban public school teachers from promoting any a n y any theory that depicts US history or its founders and founding in a negative light Okay, including the idea that the nation was founded on racism. Okay, in other words, it's uh, diametrically opposed to the uh, 1619 project that I've talked about on uh, previous shows that, uh, and what's 1619? Okay, well, that was the first year that uh, uh, a boatload of uh, 20 or so Africans were uh, sold to the settlers at Jamestown. Okay, And uh, those slaves were captured when in, uh, this English, uh, I don't know if it was a ship of war or not, but it uh, raided a, a Portuguese ship and... Uh, which was really full of slaves and then took a whole bunch of them, you know, uh, along with whatever other treasure they could get off that Portuguese ship. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't know that it was Portuguese. It may have been Spanish. I, I'm not clear about that. Uh, more research I need to do. Okay. Um, anyway, that, that's the genesis of the 1619 Project. Um, and there was a uh, reporter that was actually uh, interviewing uh, Erica Layton about this bill. And he says, well, how are teachers supposed to explain the, the, the three-fifths compromise uh, in 18, excuse me, in 1787 at the Constitutional Convention? Now, history buffs, you don't even have to be a buff to know this. Everybody should know this. When the Constitution was founded um, at the Constitutional Convention, 1787, there were big states, more populous, and blah, blah, blah. And then there were a bunch of small states, you know, roughly the same amount of states. But should representation be the same number of representatives from all states into a um, like a Senate or a House of Representatives or something like that? Um, should it be based on population or should it be just uh, one representative from each state? Okay, well, the compromise that they came up with was that uh, we would have two houses in the legislature. The Senate, which would have two senators from each state. Okay, that's one. And then a House of Representatives that would be apportioned on the basis of population. Well, the uh, smaller states kind of objected to the fact that, you know, Virginia and North Carolina and South Carolina, um, all of those states had rather large populations if you included the slaves. Okay. Well, the compromise was that slaves were to be counted as three-fifths of a person. Okay, now this lady, and I use that term in its loosest sense, from New Hampshire, Erica Layton, L-A-Y-T-O-N, was very uncomfortable. You could tell that she didn't want to come right out and say that uh, we don't want anything taught in our schools except that um, black slaves were all just happy-go-lucky and singing and strumming their banjos and all of that kind of Disney crap. Um, okay, uh, she said, and, and this is true, they do not mention African Americans. What they do mention is uh, the slave population. Okay, they would be counted for determining direct taxation and representation in the House of Representatives. Okay, she lamely brought up the fact that, well, there were Indian slaves too and Irish slaves. Well, she's just trying to get out of saying that... uh, it was Africans that were really discriminated against. Well, the Irish thing, there were a number of them, a fairly large number, but they were indentured servants. Now, this is not to say that they were treated nicely. They were treated horribly, but it was for a definite period of time. After that time, they were freed and uh, free to settle down in the United States, you know, and and try to get some land to farm or or whatever they did, but they were not slaves. And the Indians, and it is true that Indians sometimes enslaved other Indians from different tribes. Tribes made war against each other, and part of the booty for the winning tribe was uh, slaves and women and, uh, and kids that they would adopt into their tribe. And 
after European contact, um, Indians who were the victorious tribe in these um, intertribal warfare realized that, hey, we can make a little bit of money here by selling our captives to these uh, white people that like to own slaves. Well, there was some of that. And there were Indians that uh, existed in a state of slavery. Uh, a lot of them ran off because, well, it was easy to get lost out in the wilderness. And uh, anyway, but anyway, this this lady, uh, Erica Layton in New Hampshire, was trying to weasel out of this uh, three-fifths compromise thing. She doesn't want it taught about at all in our in our schools because uh, three-fifths of a person, you know, it's a bit demeaning to African Americans to to know this. And then the white students would be made to feel uncomfortable, according to adults. I don't believe that kids learning our true history will run out and commit suicide or feel uncomfortable or feel guilty. These are the things that uh, adult Republican politicians made make up out of whole cloth. And that's the alleged reason why they don't want uh, CRT taught in our schools. And it was never, they, Republicans are too dumb to know what real CRT is. And I've uh, gone into what it really is on a number of past shows. And they just tend to lump everything that talks about um, minorities of any kind, but blacks in particular, as teaching about CRT. Well, uh, were lunch counters segregated at one time? Ah, you're teaching CRT. Um, were there lynchings? Ah, don't teach that. That's CRT. Oh, God. You know, Republicans are great at messaging this type of crap. And all they always seem to throw Democrats on the defensive about this. Uh, Democrats should improve their messaging and go after Republicans to be the racist creeps that they really are and say that. I'll volunteer with for the Democratic Party to be their director of messaging. I'll do it. I don't have any problems with calling Republicans exactly what they are. Okay. I need a sip of coffee. <laughs> Ranting should be an Olympic sport. Okay. I got off my notes again, as you can probably tell. Okay. Uh, last show, last week, uh, I went down a whole list of things. You know, when you hear Republican think blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I've got one more to add to that. When you hear Republican think book burning and draconian censorship, a San Antonio area school district recently um, pulled about 400 books from its shelves in response to Republican lawmaker Matt Krause, K-R-A-U-S-E. This, this douche uh, listed... Uh, a, a list of 850 books that he sent around to all the school districts in Texas, um, books that he thought uh, school districts should be reviewed for content depicting race or sexuality issues. Krauss wants to 
protect kids from feeling bad about themselves or feeling depressed or guilty. This is a fever dream of all adult Republicans that hearing about the bad treatment of um, all minorities in this country will just make them all feel guilty and not want to go on living. Oh, Jesus. Now, where, where did I get off my notes here? Okay, reviewed. Things that, the books that have a content depicting race and sexuality uh, should be reviewed, and meaning they should be pulled off the shelves. Uh, Krauss wants to protect kids. Most of the books were written by women or people of color or somebody from the LGBTQ community. And some of the school districts in Texas, probably most of them, will just pull the books. School district superintendents who are brave, and I'm not convinced that there are many of them, will resist this and talk back to Republicans in the state house. Okay, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, speaking of Texas, and I hate to keep talking about Texas. Uh, the okay, I've already gone into this. Geez, I did this article twice. The Department of Justice has sued the state for its blatantly discriminatory redistricting maps. On and on and on. I've I've gone over that. Okay. I do have a book review here that I just got through reading myself, and it is called uh, Under a White Sky by Elizabeth Colbert, K-O-L-B-E-R-T, and she's the one who wrote the book called The Sixth Extinction, and she's a very good writer. This was... um, a real page turner and she goes into geoengineering okay now that may sound like yeah that's not a very exciting topic to to read about but she starts around the turn of the century not this century but the last one you know uh, 1900 or thereabouts with uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers uh, redirecting the Chicago River and uh, I, it, you know, something like that to be made interesting is quite a feat. And she does it. Okay. Uh, and then things that humans do to tinker with nature to solve a problem. And invariably, they create other problems. Okay. Uh, carp, uh, Chinese carp were introduced into the uh, upper reaches of the uh, Mississippi River to deal with a problem of algae blooms and other uh, river clogging uh, flora because carp eats it. Well, carp also eat other fish and they became quite a pest. So now there's a whole cottage industry of fishermen on the upper reaches of the Mississippi River. Uh, Carp fishing. They just scoop them up in nets and grind them into fertilizer, really. Uh, The thing is, they don't want the carp to be an invasive species in the Great Lakes. And so that's what now they're trying to uh, prevent. Okay. And... uh, Okay, and the Army Corps of Engineers in the 1920s and 30s trying to deal with the Mississippi River and its frequent flooding uh, of New Orleans and raising the uh, the level of Lake Pontchartrain and uh, over-silting of areas. Uh, Okay, all of that, the Army Corps of Engineers tried to fix that. Uh, with limited success, because when the river wants to overflow, uh, 
it will overflow. Okay. Uh, and the Army Corps of Engineers are not the evil people in this book either. When politicians get enough blowback from uh, citizens, they run to the Army Corps of Engineers and say, you've got to do something. Well, they try to do something as best they can. Okay. All right. She moves on from the Mississippi River to... Uh, carbon dioxide capture. I mean, we're sort of in the present now. I mean, there's an excess of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and I've talked about that issue uh, many times on the Midnight Skeptic Show, and I've, I've even mentioned one of the things that she wrote about in the book. Uh, I, oh, about eight or nine programs ago, I mentioned this carbon capture uh, plant in Iceland, and they're sucking carbon dioxide, dioxide out of the air and turning it into rock. Uh, time check. Yeah, got plenty of time. Okay, well, she writes about this, and, and I, I didn't get that knowledge of uh, carbon capture from her book. I just got through reading it about two days ago. But I had uh, seen a uh, article in Scientific American about this carbon capture. Anyhow, coral reefs. She goes into uh, these scientists that are trying to protect the coral reefs, and by selective breeding, uh, breeding heartier strains of coral that can put up with a more acidic ocean and warmer ocean. And uh, so she devotes a, a chapter or two to them. And then uh, there's a, uh, okay, then she goes into um, DNA editing, uh, which was, um, oh God, what's her name? Jennifer Doudna. Uh, who won a Nobel Prize for this, uh, for uh, for gene editing. Okay, uh, and then she devotes a, a part of a chapter to this guy who's over in Oakland. Uh, his company is um, V. Odin, uh, capital O-D-I-N, is in the Norse god. Okay, and his name is uh, Josiah Zayner, and what he does is he's kind of a rebel in a lot of ways, although he has a PhD in biochemistry or... Anyway, he he knows Jennifer Doudna and uh, everybody who's in the CRISPR-Cas9 rather restricted world of scientists who do that sort of work. Uh, they, they know each other. Anyway, what this guy does is uh, sends do-it-yourself gene editing kits to people who want them. If you want to edit the genes of some particular creatures, uh, including yourselves, and uh, his he calls himself a genetic designer. And one of one of his uh, company's sayings is create something beautiful well boy if that doesn't raise a lot of red flags uh, it it should okay anyway she talks about him for a little bit and then she talks about uh, Jennifer Doudna and the CRISPR Cas9 editing um, our attempts to create creatures that solve problems, uh, it doesn't, there's not a good uh, track record, let's say, for that sort of thing. Anyway, okay, enough of the book review. Uh, the book, again, is Under a White Sky uh, by Elizabeth Colbert. And the white sky thing comes from uh, attempts to shoot reflective particles up into the stratosphere, hoping to 
reduce the amount of sunlight that hits our planet and warms us up. Okay. What could go wrong? Um, okay. Um, when you think Republicans or see Republicans or hear the word Republican, think lackeys of the gun industry. Mm, okay. And I hate to bum people out here, but I am going to run down a quick list of the most recent school shootings. Okay. All right. Over the last you know, decade. December 12th, 2014. Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. 28 fatalities and two injured. February 14th, 2018, Marjorie Stoneham High School in Parkland, Florida. 17 fatalities, 17 injured. May 18th, 2018, Santa Fe High School. You know, when I read this list, I, I didn't remember reading about that, but... Okay, 10 fatalities, 17 injured. Okay, November 14th, 2017, Rancho Tehama Elementary School in uh, Corning, California. Six fatalities, 12 injuries. Uh, October 24th, 2014, Marysville, ah, I need my magnifying glass here, ah, my handwriting again, uh, Marysville-Pilchuck High School in Marysville, Washington, five fatalities, one injured. Okay, and last, and th this isn't an exhaustive list, this is just the most fatalities, okay. Uh, November 30th of 2021, our latest one, Oxford High School in Oxford, Michigan. Mm. Four fatalities, seven injured. Uh, this is the one where the parents of this creep, creepy sophomore kid, took off and they were found in Detroit. Uh, as I understand it, they were attempting to flee into Canada, but I guess for whatever reason, they couldn't get across the border. Uh, but anyway, again, every time one of these things occurs, politicians come to the forefront. Usually it's, well, in fact, always it's Democrats that say, we've got to pass some uh, gun safety laws. Well, good luck with that because there's the, uh, the Trump cult wields equal power in our government. And they are in thrall to the uh, gun industry. They are in thrall to a lot of industries, but uh, the NRA is uh, one of them that just... Uh, they bow down and lick the boots of the NRA, the, the Trump, Trump cult politicians. Okay. Uh, okay, I, I wrote a note to myself. Uh, the GOP gun extremists, meaning Republicans, uh, will never stand up to the NRA. Okay. And, um, okay, the rest of this is going to be um, uh, part of the anti-Trump uh, cult uh, rant. Okay, opponents of abortion, and they call themselves pro-life, they aren't really pro-life. They're just pro-fetus. 
That's all they are. Uh, they're pro-fetus and pro-control of women. That's who they are. In, anyway, uh, there's basically two types. Uh, there's, there's a small portion of them that really have sincere beliefs. And wherever the beliefs come from, their religion or their personal well-thought-out philosophy of life, uh, that fetuses really are human life and the killing of human life should be not done. And these people also are usually uh, anti-death uh, penalty and for and they also try to promote the welfare of uh, less well-off people. Okay, n now I said that those are a minority of the pro-life movement. The vast majority of the pro-life movement are Republicans and, and part of the Trump cult. Um, mm, okay. And, and they're very dishonest when they try to explain their reasoning for it. Uh, it really is uh, the, the pro-life stance is a means to control women's bodies and which in turn is a way to preserve the patriarchy and traditional gender roles. They took the word life, you know, who can be against life? Uh, okay. Um, If they're pro-life, then the people who are for women's right to choose, well, they've got to be against life. Well, that's the implication. And, of course, it's wrong. But, uh, again, it's good messaging that they've adopted uh, to call themselves pro-life. And, okay. They, um, there was a phrase that I ran across of the fetishistic moralizing of fetuses. And that phrase was from Rebecca Traster, who wrote, uh, who's a columnist for who, the New Yorker or the New York Times or the Atlantic. I, I ran across her, and I forget to write down who she writes for, but she's... Uh, writing on this topic, and that's her phrase, fetishistic moralizing of fetuses. Okay. Uh, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, another vomit-inducing Republican, on the Tucker Carlson show on April 20th of 2020, it's about uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, uh, this is an exact quote from what he said, there are more important things than living. Now, what the context of what he said this in was he was trying to, <coughs> excuse me, uh, encourage the older, less healthy people to just give up the ghost and die, uh, thus saving more... Uh, vaccinations for the younger, healthier people. That was the context. And he actually said, there are more important things than living. Okay. Tate Reeves, the governor of uh, Alabama, or is it Mississippi? Oh, geez. I think he's the governor of Mississippi. Okay. And this is a quote from him, and of course he's a Republican. Quote, When you believe in eternal life, when you believe that living here on earth is but a blip on the... God, my handwriting, I'm sorry. Okay, on the screen... 
I, I guess he means a movie or a television show or something. Okay. Uh, when you believe that living on Earth is but a blip on the screen, then you don't have to be so scared of things like dying of COVID. Ah, Jesus. Okay. Um, another anonymous Republican quote. Life is precious. Republicans will always stand for the sanctity of life. Uh, and then there was some other discussion, and he's still on the show, and he said, no Biden vaccine mandates. Uh, Republicans are so remarkably inconsistent and hypocritical and, dare I say, evil. Okay, time check. Okay. Okay, and I was, okay, I don't have enough time to go into this, but uh, on the next show, I will go into more Republican death threats against poll workers and um, to, in support of Trump's big lie. You remember the uh, phone call to a Raffensperger in Georgia, the Secretary of State who refused to go along with Trump's whining and begging for him to find find me 11,000 more votes. Well, Raffensperger didn't go along with that. And, of course, the MAGA-head conservative Republican Trump followers, followers of the uh, orange sociopathic bloat bag, started phoning in death threats, not just to him, Raffensperger, but also his wife and family. And... Um, that, that's been the story ever since um, election night. Uh, death threats are, of, are, to their thinking, a valid uh, method to regain power in this country. Well, also the uh, January 6th people. They, you know, I... This I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get off here and send it into uh, YouTube. Um, I I'm I struggle against being overly pessimistic about the 2022 um, elections. If the Senate and or the House of Representatives are taken over by the Republicans. This country is in for an Republican dystopia that will bring a veil of hatred and intolerance and book burning on this country that it will take us maybe a generation to overcome. So please get out and vote for your uh, local Democrat. That's the only th way we can head this off. And with that, I will play my out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma Community Access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and, most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, I'm a couple of seconds over my 58-minute thing, so the radio people at KPCA LP 103.3 FM will not hear this little part of it, but the uh, YouTube people will. So thank you for listening again, and thank you for watching and putting up with my rants so 
Uh, I'm going to punch the uh, stop recording button like right now, and I will see you next week.